0: Hello and welcome back. Today is uh, February 14th, 2021. And the topic of this episode is Your Health is in Your Hands. Take Charge. This is the title of one of my seminars. But during the last few weeks in particular, I have been reminded of the fact that the majority of people have absolutely no control over their own health. I will present a few cases confidentially, of course, to elaborate on this. Case number one, an active, healthy young woman in her early 30s reached out to me with severe abdominal pain and discomfort. The pain ranged from minor stomach ache to unbearable pain that she described as, quote, wanting to cut out my own stomach with a knife because that seemed less painful, End quote. There seems to be no clear single trigger, food or otherwise. She has a good life, happily married with children, a good career, and financially comfortable, exercises regularly, and is generally seemingly healthy. I have to mention that I have not really met this woman in person, much like many other clients that I have, Our interactions have been online, on Facebook, or on the phone. I rule out stress as one major trigger. She has no unusual, above-average stress in her life. I rule out toxic behavior. She exercises regularly. She's not overweight. She doesn't drink regularly, nor does she smoke or ever has. So we go through the history of this mysterious illness. I learned that she had food poisoning a couple of years ago. Aha, I think uh, this may be the first piece of the puzzle. After talking to her for about 30 minutes, during which time she told me that she has seen many doctors, specialists, who have run many tests, exams, and everything in between, and no one can figure out what's going on. Okay, I'm not quite surprised by this, I see many patients and clients who have unsolved mysteries, and their last attempt at resolving the issue is me. I have to mention, oftentimes, people send me labs that they or their doctors think are completely irrelevant, but their doctors did not mention anything about the labs or expressed any concerns. But many times I find signs, issues, and answers in those so-called irrelevant labs. Sometimes I look at labs as far back as 10 years and bring up an issue that the patient was never made aware of back then, only to realize that the issue 10 years ago, if addressed, would have prevented a serious health issue now and would have prevented them from taking a prescription medication now or have unnecessary surgery. This is the absolute truth. So the young woman in this case tells me that she stopped eating meat after that food poisoning episode. But her issues have not only not improved, but gotten worse. I asked the obvious question. Why stop eating meat? She was not 100% sure. But I think that food poisoning turned her off, and then she stopped eating all meat altogether. She said only once in a while, she really craves it so much, and she has something with meat in it. But she figured that from what she hears all over the place, a plant-based diet, a vegetarian diet might be healthier, so the problem might be eating meat. So after our initial phone call, She decides to start her journey with me, and I'm happy about this. She started with completing her baseline health questionnaire for me, as everyone does. The first thing that got my attention was, wow, there were lots of cancer as well as other health issues in her family. Hmm. I'm wondering if any doctor ever looked at this. Irrelevant? Hmm. I don't think so. She shared all her tests on medical records, labs, and everything the doctors had tested in the past two years with me, and as many of my clients do. I started going through all tests, labs, reports, x-rays, and more. I have to say, this young woman had done a lot, and there was lots of information, much more than the average person. She was clearly in pain and very determined to resolve this issue and get her life back. I was delighted to see lots of diagnostic tests done, and there was an abundance of data for me to study. This, I admit, is the most fun part of my job. As I was going through some of these tests, this was my reaction if you were nearby. Oh my gosh, wow, oh my gosh, are you serious? This is bad, but this is good too, because I can see where the problems are. Wow, this poor girl, I think I found the issues. I can help this woman. There were so many signs there that led me to the path to a cure, if you will. I'm very pleased to feel that I see the problems and I can help her. But I'm very frustrated at the same time because someone should have seen this and someone should have been able to resolve this issue a long ago. They could have prevented her from all this pain and she could have had a normal, healthy life at least a year ago. The first thing I told her was that she needs to start eating meat and that is not the cause of the problem, but clearly I listed my criteria for healthy animal protein. She started right away before I even began making her plan. I have to say that she has not yet had her first official consult with me, but she has already started incorporating some things while she waits for her appointment with me. I cannot wait to get her started next week and help her get her life back. Case number two. A generally active semi-retired carpenter in her 80s, is told for the first time that his cholesterol is high now and he needs to take medication to lower his cholesterol. He very casually shares this with me on the phone. I ask if he has gotten his prescription and started taking them, to which he answers, not yet. I know that he does not really want to take medications, but he thinks that this is the only way to lower his risk. So I ask him a few questions about his diet and other things. I ask him what his cholesterol numbers are. He says he doesn't know. I ask him if he wants to share his labs with me. He says he doesn't have them. So I tell him that he can request his doctor to give him the lab results. I also ask, given his age, if he has had any other tests done routinely and if he has any other issues. He has no idea. So we start by asking the doctor for the labs. About a week later, I get the lab results. The good news is that his cholesterol is high, but entirely manageable with nutrition therapy. I'm thinking, okay, this is relatively recent and not quite dangerous yet, we can fix this. But as I look through the rest of the labs, I see something that makes me a little uneasy. There are some other issues with his blood work, which I will not get into much detail here. I am very well trained to look at CBCs, complete blood counts results, and I can see abnormalities in those numbers very quickly. So I ask how often he gets tested and when when was the last two tests done? He doesn't know but I ask him to contact his doctor and get the last two to three years of labs. So, another week and a half go by and I get the lab results for the last two years. This is when I start feeling frustrated and aggravated. I see that his cholesterol has been elevated for two plus years, and the other abnormal results that I saw in the latest labs have been there all along for two years, at least two years that I can see. So I ask him, has anyone told you anything in the past two years about your cholesterol or anything else? No, just the last time, which was just in December, about two months ago. Hmm. But he goes on to say, When you asked me to ask for the last two years of labs, something must have triggered something because my doctor now wants me to go back for some more tests. Really? Now you want to run more tests? Two years too late? I don't take this lightly. How could anyone miss these numbers for two years and after four sets of lab tests? Even the cholesterol issue alone should have been addressed two years ago. Not to mention, there is something else that is concerning in his labs. He says that he never gets his test results, never has in the past. They run routine labs one to two times a year, but never in the past has there been any discussion about anything. I ask him, have you ever asked for the lab results? He says, no, I figure no news is good news. And if there's anything wrong, they would tell me. Hmm. Obviously, this is not the case here. This is where he also casually adds, oh, and I can't figure out why I'm losing weight. I say, tell me more. He says, well, I have lost about 15 pounds in the past year or so, and I'm eating the same amount of food. So there's a man in his 80s, in a generally healthy weight, but for two years his labs are not normal, and he has been losing weight. And now based on the numbers he tells me on the phone, he's actually underweight, and no one thinks anything of it. So, I'm waiting to see what other tests they're running now and anxious to know what explanation they have for not addressing these issues for two years. Case number three. A woman in her early 50s with severe GI issues, discomfort, and what seems like intolerance to many foods, comes to me. Interestingly enough, she was not born in the United States and immigrated to the U.S. about seven years ago. Some of the food intolerances are somewhat common, like most nuts and some usual suspects. So, she has allergic reactions to those all of her life, but other issues have been accumulating over the last few years. I ask, how long have you been experiencing GI issues with foods other than those that you have been allergic to? She starts to think back and we figure out issues started about the same time she moved to the United States. Hmm. Some of these foods she cannot eat now are foods that she has eaten in the past in her country with no problems. One example is eggs and the other is red meat. So Going through the history of her place of birth and foods, other cultural differences, I have a huge suspicion that her GI issues are not necessarily medically originated or related, but food related. She has tried many things only to realize that she needs to give up those foods. So again, we start with the baseline health questionnaire. And again, I start to see things that give me all kinds of clues. Without going into too much detail, I will say that I know the major cause of her issues, one of which is a hidden clue that leads me to the actual major reason for a lot of these problems. This woman would avoid going into public places because of frequent sudden urges to use the bathroom or unusual gas that would impair her in public. She would avoid her husband or family even. In her words, quote, it is not pretty, end quote. In this case, I can report end results. She just finished her 12-week plan with me, reporting excellent health, no more gas or GI issues, and she's eating eggs and red meat with no issues. One major change was cutting out all the processed sugar in American candy and junk food that she had discovered started eating and got addicted to over the past few years. This obviously destroyed her healthy gut flora and started the entire toxic process. The other major issue included eating grains, grain-fed factory farm meats and eggs. Her final remark to me after we finished her 12-week plan were, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to me and to help me solve the problem because no one in the past took the time. This brings me to the points I want to make here. Number one, your health is and should be in your hands. So take charge. You have to know what's going on with your body. You must be in tune with your body. You must feel when something is not right, and you must question when things are not right. Number two, your doctor is an expert in his or her field, but he or she is not an expert in all the problems in the world. You should be your own body's expert. Expert. You lived in your one and only body all your life, You have to know more about it than anyone else. Number three, ask questions. You have the right. If you have a health issue, if you are in pain, if you are experiencing abnormal things like unexplained or unintentional weight loss or other things, act on it. Do not wait for your doctor to do so. Because sadly, Many doctors do not have the time to dig into all the details of your life, unless you are obviously sick. Many have no training for addressing nutrition issues or concerns. Some of them who think they do know about nutrition are very misinformed. Many modern physicians nowadays believe that a vegetarian or a vegan diet, which they call a plant-based diet, is the healthiest diet for all their patients. I beg to differ. Number four, I have had and still do work with many physicians who have come to me for advice on how to resolve their own health issues because... They have realized that all prescriptions that they are trained to prescribe to their patients are harmful, toxic, and do have side effects. So, these are the physicians who cannot take their own advice or the advice of their fellow doctors and refuse to take medications for their own health reasons. This is where I come into the picture, There are doctors who want to resolve their own health issues without medications. These are the doctors who admit they do not know enough about nutrition therapy. They come to me to not only get healthier themselves, but to be able to help their own patients. I admire these doctors very much, and I have referrals from these types of physicians all the time. It's a great collaboration. This is the kind of physician you want. You want a doctor who is willing to take the time to know you, to learn about you, to look at your labs carefully and pay attention to every little detail and any changes, however small. You want your doctor to take all the abnormalities seriously, regardless of your age. But you also have the responsibility to yourself. You have to own your own health. You have to take charge. You have to educate yourself. You have to ask questions. And you have to make sure you understand the reason for everything that anyone, especially your doctor, recommends. This is especially important when you are told to take a prescription for anything Or undergo surgery for something because the outcomes of some medications or surgeries can be drastic, irreversible, and sometimes can affect your life forever. So be involved in your health and your health care and do not take any advice without clear and logical explanation. Most importantly, do not take advice from so-called experts on the internet. There are millions of them out there. i like to end this episode by saying this. I am in this field because of all of the above. I was once a patient who received advice that was not necessarily the best advice. I was a patient once who was advised to take a toxic medication for blackheads on my forehead. When I asked about foods that may affect this, I was told, quote, food has nothing to do with acne, blackheads, or any skin conditions. It is a myth. And I was handed a dangerous medication, so toxic that I had to be tested every month to make sure I was not pregnant because the medication would, for sure, seriously harm an unborn fetus. I had to avoid the sunlight at all costs because the medication would cause severe skin damage when exposed to sunlight. I decided after three months that I did not want to put that kind of poison in my body. Even though I was not planning on ever getting pregnant, I started researching on the side. I was a PhD student at the time, in a lab exposed to many chemicals as part of research. But I started doing my own research on alternative means of therapy. I appreciate every second of my education, the science and the research. Over 20 years of a perpetual student life, I learned how to think, question, research, read, and not take anyone's word for it. I found my passion to solve health problems that no one can or spends the time to do so. I am a problem solver and I cannot begin to describe the feeling of joy I get when someone tells me that they are now pain free, they're healthy, they're happy. And it is because together we solve their problem by looking carefully at everything so if you or someone you know is experiencing unresolved health issues that no one can figure out, reach out. The answers may be right in front of you. You just need to look in the right places and I can help. I'm always thankful for the people who provide me with inspiration for my podcasts. So reach out if, you, if I can help. If I can answer a burning question, I am up for the challenge, and I certainly need inspiration all the time. Thank you for listening today and every week, and many thanks to those who provided me with inspiration for this episode. So listen, reach out and send me your thoughts, send me your questions. Here's how to reach me. Email me at contact at drlale.com or message me on Facebook, on my Facebook page, doctor Lolly PhD. Until then, to your health and happiness.